This is Gareth Southgate, and this is the Three Lions Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Three Lions podcast. My name is Russell Osborne and this is an independent England football supporters podcast that looks at all things England and what a month of July it's been. Of course, the Lionesses have been in action in the delayed by a year European Championships, but it has been such a successful tournament on so many levels, you almost don't want it to end. But end it must, and we are down to the last two, England and Germany. Wembley Stadium, Sunday, July 31st. First though, I have a little confession of sorts. You may have noticed an absence of episodes throughout the tournament. To kickstart it all off, I look back at how the women have done at the Euros over the years. Then we had the preview episode... Then I made a conscious decision. Rather than review each group game, I'd do a group roundup, which is what I did. You may remember I spoke with Dom Smith. Uh, I was then planning to review the following knockout games. And you may also remember something that Dom said. He predicted a Lionesses Germany final with Lauren Hemp to get a late winner. Uh, But since then... Uh, my laptop had to go in for some minor surgery, which was prolonged because the guy doing it unfortunately tested positive for COVID. It's just an unfortunate set of circumstances whereby I couldn't get anything done to the standards that I'd set myself. But I now have my baby back and I'm able to put this little preview together. However, on the other hand... I'm going away for a couple of weeks first thing Monday, the day after the final. So again, I won't be able to review it immediately. I will do something once I get back, but it will be, I'll say now, a little bit after the Lord Mayor's show. I can only apologise. And just to compound things even more, it's my wife's birthday on the day of the final. So I'm not even going to Wembley. Even when tickets went on sale last year, I looked at it all thought, oh yeah, could go to that, that'd be a good one. I looked at the date and thought, "Mm, regardless of who gets there, I'm not getting away with that one. (laughs) But on the ticketing side of things, it's amazing that Wembley is looking likely to be sold out for the final. But on the flip side, It's frustrating that so many people I've seen complaining about it online and to the likes of UEFA and Wembley and the Lionesses sort of Twitter accounts. uh, They've been complaining about not being able to get a ticket immediately after the semi-final. I don't know if these people think that all of a sudden 90,000 tickets would just appear and be available at the drop of a hat. These were on sale over a year ago at about £15 each. Now, I'm seeing them going for three figures on the likes of eBay. It is the way it is. 
Uh, anyway, if you are going, enjoy it. But for this preview episode, I thought I'd just recap on how both sides have made it to the final. So let's start with the Lionesses. It all began back on the 6th of July up at Old Trafford, Manchester for the opening game. England against Austria on a damp evening after the opening ceremony. Beth Mead's 16th minute goal was all that divided the two as it came down off the crossbar and just crossed the line. The girls were up and running. Millie Bright, you may remember, had an exceptional game, setting her standards for the next games to come. Five days later, next up were Norway, a team who I thought would be England's sternest test. (laughs) How wrong could I have been? Uh, An 8-0 whitewash down at Brighton's Amex, or Community Stadium that's been rebranded for for this tournament. It was done and dusted at half-time. As the girls were 5-0 up, three more in the second half made it eight. Beth Mead, after getting that goal against Austria, she grabbed a hat-trick. Ellen White got two and Georgia Stanway, Lauren Hemp and Alicia Russo won each. Qualification to the knockout secured. They stayed down on the south coast, just moving along to St Mary's at Southampton. And it was local rivals Northern Ireland who were participating in the tournament finals for the first time, they would be England's final group opponents. We have never lost to them, and this would be no different. In 11 previous meetings between England and Northern Ireland, England had scored 59 goals and only conceded three. This was only ever going one way. 5-0 it ended. Once again, Beth Mead and Alessia Russo were on the score sheet, alongside Fran Kirby, who came into the competition with very little match practice from her club side Chelsea. Uh, And there was also an unfortunate own goal from Kelsey Burrows for Northern Ireland. England had topped their group with nine points, 14 goals, and none conceded. Elsewhere in Group A, Austria would finish second, Former tournament winners Norway, they would finish third and go home, along with Northern Ireland, but they could go home with their heads held high. Now, the remarkable thing about England's performances was that Serena Weigman done it all with an unchanged starting eleven, something she would continue to persist with as England glided through the knockouts. Group B saw Germany top it ahead of Spain. Denmark and Finland came third and fourth respectively. And we'll come back to this group in a moment. Group C was topped by Sweden ahead of the Netherlands. Switzerland would finish third. And Portugal, who had come in at late notice over Russia, they would go home coming in in fourth place. And Group D saw France finish top, followed by Belgium who finished a point ahead of Iceland. And perhaps surprisingly, it was Italy who finished bottom. But let's go back to Group B. And just like England, Germany finished top. Like England, winning every game. Like England, didn't concede a goal. Although they couldn't match England's 14 goals, but they did manage nine. 
They started with a 4-0 victory over Denmark at Brentford's new community stadium. Goals from Lena McGull, Leah Schuler, both of Bayern Munich. And they'll be new teammates for Georgia Stanway when she joins them soon at Bayern. Lena Latvine grabbed another before Alexandra Pop got the fourth. Remember that name. But in fairness, they should have got more than the four. Next up was what many thought could have been the game of the group stage. Germany against Spain. Again, at Brentford. This was settled in the first half as Clara Ball capitalised on a Spanish goalkeeping error before Pop headed the second. Spain, well, they'd had some pre-tournament injuries and never really looked like making a fist of this game. But Germany's final game of the group was against Finland, this time at Milton Keynes. Effectively, a dead rubber. Germany, they were already through, and Finland were already out. A 3-0 win, again with Alexandra Pop getting on the score sheet. It was knockout time now. The Lionesses had to wait to see who they'd be facing in the quarterfinals. It would be the winners of Spain against Denmark to see who came second in Group B. Spain won 1-0 thanks to a very late goal. The quarterfinal, you may remember, was played at Brighton, which was where England had put Norway to the sword so savagely. Spain began strong and would give England and Weigmann their toughest test. Not just of this campaign, but pretty much since the Dutch woman had been appointed as manager. And they'd get the first goal through Esther Gonzalez, skipping past Rachel Daly to fire past Mary Earps, who conceded for the first and only time this tournament. And whilst many have heaped praise on the likes of Beth Mead, Alessia Russo, Millie Bright and more, credit should also go to Mary Earps. So solid and composed in goal. Couple of great saves in the group stages and there would be more to come. She really has been one of the Lionesses' outstanding players of this tournament. England, though, were on the verge of going out with 10 or so minutes left of the 90. And with that, Weigmann changed things around. A change of formation saw Millie Bright pushed up front which then saw substitute Alatoon get the equaliser. Hard on Spain, but England just about deserved it. And the game moved into extra time. And with just six minutes of it gone, Georgia Stanway pushed forward with the ball and unleashed a screamer that passed Panos in goal. And with that, England were into the semi-finals. 48 hours later... They would then know their opponents. But the day after the joy at the Amex, Germany were once again back at Brentford for their quarter-final against Austria, England's opening opponents all that time back. This was the only game that I managed to get to. I took my daughter to this one. We really enjoyed it. Great atmosphere, entertaining game between two neighbours. Austria hit the woodwork three times but they were always playing a dangerous game at the back, which would eventually bite them. Once again, it was Lena Magal and Alexandra Pop, the scorers, in a 2-0 victory. Semi-final time. 
And I have my reservations about the 48-hour advantage England had over their opponent, Sweden. And likewise, Germany had over France. I don't consider it to have been particularly fair. But it is what it is. And to Sweden's credit, I didn't hear them complaining. But the Swedes had got there after beating Belgium in their quarterfinal with a goal in the very last minute. Back in 1984 the very first women's European Championships saw England meet Sweden in a two-legged final. Sweden would win that and be runners-up three more times and losing semi-finalists on four more occasions. And in the run-up to this competition, they were ranked second in the world, if you consider the FIFA rankings. Yet, I felt they'd flattered to deceive in this tournament. But Sweden, they came out of the trap strong. Mary Earps called into action on a couple of occasions. But England, again, with that same starting lineup of Mary Earps, Lucy Bronze, Millie Bright, Leah Williamson, Rachel Daly, Kira Walsh, Beth Mead, Georgia Stanway, Frank Kirby, Lauren Hemp and Ellen White came into the game. Mead with the opener, her sixth goal so far followed by a Lucy Bronze header shortly after half-time. Then came the goal of the tournament so far. From a player who's had to rely, without complaint, I might add, as being a substitute. Alessia Russo, on for Ellen White. She'd had a shot saved by the keeper, but was still in control of the rebounded ball. Instinctively, with her back to goal, produced a cheeky back heel that went through the keeper's legs and sent the Bramall Lane crowd into raptures. 3-0 and still more to come. Frank Kirby getting her second goal of the tournament, a delicate chip over the Swedish keeper, who in truth had had a poor game. The following day, Germany would face France at Milton Keynes. In an entertaining game, Pop put the Germans in front with a great volley. They were pegged back by a cracking shot from Diani, which hit the post and rebounded off the keeper, Fromm's head, and into the net as the equaliser. That was the only conceded goal so far for Germany. It was the second half before Pop came up again. A header as France couldn't clear the German pressure. This, like Beth Mead, was her sixth goal of the tournament. So this is where we find ourselves now. England against Germany. The final of the 2022 European Championships. Favourites? I think you'd have to say, England. Look at the way they've moved through the tournament. Look at the way Wiegmann has set the team up. Not just now, but since she came in. 19 games unbeaten. 104 goals scored. Only four conceded. She's made Leah Williamson captain, who in turn, she has made the competition's most completed passes and also recovered the ball the most. Together, they've won the Arnold Clark Cup earlier in the year. Weigman, she knows how to win this competition. You may remember, she won it with her native Netherlands on home soil in 2017. And under her, Beth Mead has excelled, scoring six, Russo four, Mead 
is top of the assistant charts, just ahead of Kirby. She has made this team gel perfectly. Germany, though, perhaps written off at the start, has not been the full package. Still work to be done. Semi-finalists at best? Clearly not. Eight times winners of this trophy. And Pop? Well, clearly, she has an eye for goal. And Lena Oberdorf, at only 20 years old, is an amazing player who is having the time of her life and clearly not just for the present, but also for the future. Now, if we take a look back over history, as I did with the episode, which looked at our women at the Euros, you may remember our record against the Germans isn't, (laughs) by any stretch, spectacular. In fact, it's awful. Played 26, lost 21, drawn 4, 1-2. Although, most recently, one of those victories was back in February in a 3-1 win in the Arnold Clark Cup. But in Euro's history, we've met four times, Germany winning them all. And this includes the final back in 2009 in Helsinki when we lost 6-2. As I say, the game is going to be played at Wembley. The Lionesses, they've played there before, but they really should have played there more often. This will be only the seventh occasion the women have played there. The first, back in 1988, an exhibition match against the Republic of Ireland. 2-0 win. The game wasn't even 90 minutes long. Such was the women's game back then. Although they wouldn't have to wait too long before given another opportunity. England's senior men faced Chile in an evening kickoff match. But before this, the women took to the pitch and beat Sweden 2-0. Next was a game played before the 1990 FA Cup final between Crystal Palace and Manchester United. England beat Scotland 4-0 then. And then later on in 1990, the women would play Italy ahead of the men's charity shield. It would be 2014 before the women, who now were more known as the Lionesses, would be centre stage at Wembley and have it all to themselves. And who were the opponents? Germany. Yep, Germany, and they would win 3-0 in a match that Alexandra Pop would feature in. And then the most recent occasion was November 2019, a game I remember going to. Germany again the opposition. A record-breaking crowd of 77,769. A figure that is highly likely to be beaten for this final. And it was an England team then that featured many of this current team. Earps in goal, Bronze, Walsh, Mead. And it was actually Ellen White who had equalised that day just on the stroke of half-time. After you-know-who, yep, Alexandra Pop had put the Germans in front. And then with 90 minutes up, Clara Ball scored the winner. Whatever happens in the final, and of course, we all want to see England and Leah Williamson lift the trophy, it's already been a successful tournament that will go down in history with records being set left, right and centre. And the FA, they'll look back on this as a huge success. And something I put on Twitter recently, 
I reckon they'll be considering a bid for the 2027 FIFA World Cup. Wouldn't that be great to have another international tournament here on home soil? If you're going to the game, do enjoy it. I am totally envious of you. Uh, If you're not going, enjoy it from wherever you watch it from. But come on, Lionesses. Come on, girls. Bring it home. Thanks for listening. My name is Russell Osborne, and this is the Three Lions podcast. Hope you've enjoyed it, and I'll be back with you soon for another episode. Cheers. Cheers.